This is Deadly Choices Radio, a show dedicated to discussing and educating all health matters and making deadly choices. Health from our mob to our mob for all our mob. All the latest DC news and events. Good health for all our mob. This is Deadly Choices Radio. Hey you mob, Brooke Carson with you for Deadly Choices Radio. Before we kick it off with this episode, I'd like to acknowledge our elders past, present and emerging. I'd like to acknowledge the country I'm broadcasting from today and the country you're listening from. So let's get into Deadly Choices Radio. I have Pedro Sonesiva on to yarn with us today about the NRL season which kicks off this Thursday night. I'm also joined by one of our deadly audiologists ahead of World Hearing Day on March 3rd. So let's put the spotlight on our benungs. World Hearing Day in Australia is held on 3rd of March each year to raise awareness of how to present, prevent sorry, deafness and hearing loss, while also promoting better ear protection and health across the world. We'll unpack this with Claire Illman after this short ad. Hello? Our Moblink team are working hard to keep our people connected and cared for. The team can help you with connecting you to COVID care, linking you to health services and social services, and connecting you to support for mob affected by hardship. Moblink is available seven days a week from 7am to 7pm and is staffed by a deadly team of intake officers, nurses, doctors and social workers from across South East Queensland. If you need assistance or support, contact Moblink on 1800 254 354. A message from the Institute for Urban Indigenous Health. Station sponsor. Real life perspectives from our mob to our mob. Welcome to the show, Claire. Could you introduce yourself, please? G'day, Brooke. How are you going? I'm Claire. I'm um, the audiology team leader for the Institute for Urban Indigenous Health. And um, I've been with the Institute like over five years now. I've got my shirt. And... Um, but a bit about me, I was born up in Yui country in Bakai and um, went to school down in Toowoomba and then moved to Brisbane after that. So I've been in Brizzy now for the last um, tw- over 20 years. Oh, wow. So it feels like home and uh, yeah, love it. Yeah, nice. Well, thank you for joining me today. Um, we're here to talk about audiology and our ear health um, in light of World Hearing Day on March 3rd. So could you tell us a little bit about the basics? Uh, what are the essential things mobs should know about ear health? Um, you know, what services does IUE offer around our ear health? Oh, sure. Well, um, <laughs> I suppose the most common thing that we get coming in um, when when uh, a client comes in to see us is there'll be mum, dad, carer asking, are my kids' ears painted on or are they... <laughs> or are they having trouble hearing me? So um, that's, that's we mostly see kids, and um, so that's we we basically do ear checks. Um, so what that involves is uh, look in the ear, like what the doctors do, and um, we're now using a video scope. So um, for my clients, we bring it up on a little on a little like, like laptop sitting in front of everyone, so everyone can see what's happening in the little one's binner. And um, so, yeah, so, you know, we can see whether it's, you know, healthy and shiny or there's a ton of wax or maybe there's, um, you know, some redness if little one's got a sore ear or, you know, all the, all the different things that you can see when you actually look at it. So that's, that's a place in the body that 
not a lot of people have ever seen before. <laughs> um, so yeah, first up we have a look and uh, then we um, do a pressure check and see how that middle ear is going. And um, after that we, with little ones, we do a listening game and with adults we just do a press the button when you hear the beep, sort of hearing check. Um, so yeah, but outside of that, like we have a yarn with the clients on, you know, what are your concerns or where do you feel like you're hearing really well and um, what do you, basically how can we help? And um, maybe there's things like um, sometimes we need to help a client make an appointment um, with the ear, nose, throat specialist or with like Hearing Australia to have their hearing aids checked um, or otherwise... Yeah, we really just um, help patients wherever they are along their journey with their ears and hearing. Yeah, nice. And I guess you kind of touched on it there, but what are the most common issues you see in mob when they come in to get their ears checked? Sure. Well, I suppose it's different from age group to age group, like real little ones, like just born, little, little, little fellas. Yeah. <laughs> um, we just like to see that their ears are working properly. So um, sometimes if there's... Um, you know, everyone does their check in hospital once they're just born. But after that, um, sometimes if there's other kids in the house or um, other flus and bits and bobs going around, um, like checking ears uh, clear is really important because that's how um, little ones learn to talk. And so if, if they're not hearing great, then they might um, have like not, not learn to speak as clearly or as quickly as other kids. So that's a really important one for little, little ones. Um, and then as, as they get older and are able to tell you what, that their ears are sore, um, if they get sore, then I suppose the next age group up is where we see a lot of middle ear infections. So, um, yeah, like prolonged hearing trouble or that's when the parents are like, oh, I'm not sure if they, yeah, if the ears are painted on or they're just not <laughs> listening to me or, or, they, or they really actually can't hear. And so sometimes um, they'll come, you know, parents or carers will come in and um, that's their main concern or that the school has asked them to get a binung check for their little one. Um, and then as we get older, we, we see um, patients right up to like the very elderly mob and our elders and um, so when when it gets to that part of the of life it's really more to do with um, maybe some you know we all know that hearing goes down as we age or if you've had a lot of noise exposure sometimes that can really af affect your hearing so um, so then those patients tend to come in saying oh I'm I used you know it feels like everyone else is mumbling um, or like I need to have the TV turned up real loud and it's annoying the wife or the this or the that. <laughs> or, um, yeah, things like that they start to maybe like withdraw from social activities because because they're not hearing right and maybe they like answered a question wrong because they misheard the question and felt a bit shame or... So there's, uh, yeah, different things that happen as all through the life cycle. So just come and see us <laughs> if you've got any concerns about your ears or your hearing. The silver lining, I guess that is. I think um, a good question too is one of the misconceptions around ear health. I know there's a lot of myths as well and there's one that I always heard when I was younger, which is not to 
put an earbud in your ear to clean it and um, things like that. True. So what are the misconceptions? Yeah, the, it's, I know because like it's hard because there, it, it might feel like it's hard to clean inside your ear, but your ear is actually one of two organs in your body that cleans itself. So there's actually, your ear's got it sorted. It might look like, oh, there's all this gunk coming out of it. But if it's like infected gunk, yep, go see your GP and come over to audiology and we'll sort your ears out. But um, if it's just wax, which is um, can be any colour from like real black to through the oranges, through the yellows to kind of like a whitey colour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, um, it's, it's easy to wipe that out really with just like a washcloth. That's the... Um, that's what we would recommend as opposed to sticking something right in the ear and try and dig, dig, dig it out because um, nine times out of ten you actually end up pushing more in. And um, so if you think you're worried, if you think there might be wax in your ear causing hearing trouble, um, get your GP or your nurse or your audiologist to have a look in the ear to see whether it really is totally blocking off the passage where sound would normally get through. Yeah, interesting. That's always one that I've wondered about. I remember just being told <laughs> about that when I was young. But the thing is, um, yeah, like in a different role, I saw oh heaps of people who had actually, well, heaps, I saw two, um, <laughs> who had like done the Q-tip earbud thing. And um, when they were in the in the bathroom, they had pushed it in too far and like had damaged their eardrum. And another one, the second one, the guy was, he had, um, he was cleaning his ears with his Q-tips, da-da-da. Anyway, wifey comes in and like opens the, the bathroom cabinet in front of him and that knocks his elbow, which knocks the Q-tip. Oh, no. like, and again, like Ouch. put it through his eardrum. <laughs> so it was real bad. And yeah. so, like I know they're out there, but um, you just got to be so, 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 so careful. Yeah. Yeah, that's It's really just it. best, and particularly for little fellas to little babies and um, little kids. They're so wriggly. So you just, like, get, get a, a wet washer um, and rub it around the, like, the hole, yeah. the opening of the ear. And that's all you need to do to clean it. The ear will do the rest. Yeah, and a great tip. Thank you for that. Um, and I think uh, another question is, why is it important for us to take care of our ears? You know, what steps can mob take to make sure our ears are healthy? Sure. Jeez, well, like, you've got to look after your ears because you only got one set. <laughs> <laughs> and as it's it a good is, start. Um, <laughs> yeah, you... Uh, you don't, we don't have um, bionics good enough at the moment. Like there's cochlear implants and all that and there's hearing aids, but they're nowhere, they're good because they are a hearing aid. They aid your hearing, but they're, you know, um, prevention is better than cure at this point. So for all those blokes who work with noise, you know, maybe you've got your tradie or you love to pump your music or you do the lawn mowing and you don't wear any hearing protection, please wear hearing protection because we don't. We want to see you, but we don't want to see you like, you know, when you're 50 and you can't hear because you've had too much noise exposure. So um, a safe level to listen on iPods, for instance, is um, you should be able to hear your music but also hear what's going on outside of the music. So blasting your ears 
while you think that might be cool and look cool and feel cool, it's it's not actually that good for your ears at all. So a safe level is you need to be able to hear what's going on outside over the top of what you're listening to. Yeah, and that's really helpful to know. I am a, an offender of that. I tend to <laughs> I see, put my headphones in. Every time I say that, I see everyone's eyes like, <laughs> yeah. open. Just at uni or something, <laughs> I like to just drown out the rest of the world and put my headphones on like max my volume. Girl, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it's, um, it's time to turn it down. Yeah, even now the headphones are like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Max, I just feel like I, I need to hear everything perfectly through the headphones, but that's very good to know. I'll remember next time, put it so I can hear the rest of the world. But I suppose, oh, you asked about like what are the other things that we can look out for and it's... um. So, like, kids who can tell you that their ear feels blocked. And the other day, um, for instance, like, my kid was like, I've got water in my ear. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, we haven't been swimming. Oh, damn, we need to go to the doctor. So, anyway, um, yeah, he and so I was able to just do a quick check on him because had all the gear at home. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he had, like, a middle ear infection both sides. Poor little fella. And he was, so he was, so I can just talk about him. He was, like, running a fever. He was just off. He was in a, he was grumpy, in pain, clearly. Um, And, um, yeah, not hearing well on reflection (laughs) now that I think about it. (laughs) I had to ask him a few times to, um, to do stuff. He always wanted the TV up. Mm. Anyway, yeah, I should have probably picked up on that sooner, being a parent of a, being an audiologist as a parent. (laughs) Um, Anyway, but other things is like they could go off their food, um, just be generally unwell. It's the sort of thing that can linger after if um, if they've had a virus or a bug. Um, Yeah, sometimes it can linger in their ears a bit longer. Um, And then I suppose more long-term stuff is, like I was saying before, um, if you you feel like they're not responding to sounds that maybe other kids are are hearing and responding to, um, also like if the development seems to be a bit slower, like they're not yarning as much as some of the other little kids um, their age. Um, So those are the... It's it's harder as you know as the kids gets younger. It's harder to tell because they can't tell you. But um, those are some of the things to sort of look for. Yeah, interesting. Um, and can you explain a bit about middle ear as well? Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> I just haven't. I mean, I'm not a mother or anything, so I don't have to deal with that stuff. But I just haven't heard it. Yeah. Before. Well, it's um, so. What happens is so in your ear. You've got the outer ear, which is what you can, like, hanging on the side of your face, what you can yeah. see. And then um, go down the little ear canal and that's uh, then you'll hit the um, middle ear, the eardrum and that's the start of the middle ear. And then there's a space, which is usually filled with air, um, behind that where there's three little bones that um, help pull the sound vibration from your eardrum when a sound hits it and it sort of pops in a Morse code sort of thing into your cochlea, which is like the hearing organ. It's really, really complex. Anyway, and then um, then that message goes from the cochlea up to your brain. So, but the middle ear, let's get back to that. Middle ear is um, the 
the space there is, um, it's got a, a tube that joins from the back of your throat to your middle ear. And that's the tube that when you hold your nose and pop your ears, that that's the tube that we hear popping open. Oh. It's called the eustachian tube. And that's what um, keeps the ear like nice and airy in that space, in the middle ear. But so say you get a cold or something, or you've got a bit of mucus, like post-nasal drip, they call it, like running down the back of your throat. Um, it's really easy for that those bugs to sort of travel up that opening of the eustachian tube in the back of your throat. And then lo and behold, you've got an ear infection too because it, <laughs> it, it travels right. up the eustachian tube, makes it inflamed, and then the eustachian tube can't open to let the air in and out in your middle ear. And suddenly it usually fills up with a bit of fluid and that's what's called, yeah, middle ear fluid. Um, and, yeah, sometimes that fluid gets infected and that's when it gets real sore and the kid gets fevers and, yeah, big red pussy maybe eardrum. Hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's very, very interesting. I hadn't... <laughs> Sorry, <really> detail. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. <laughs> no, that's really good to know. I think I'm from up to be aware of, especially in little ones as well, um, and pick up those signs. And that was my next question, actually, is like what signs should mob be aware of around poor ear health? And I guess it's just mm. those symptoms of sickness and, um, you know, not paying attention or listening as much. Yeah, yeah. And some like... Um change in their education development. Like if they're older kids and they seem to have been doing all right, but then suddenly school's like, oh, I don't know what's going on with them. They don't seem to be paying attention as much or so, so some of those changes. Um, some of the things like for older mob who might be at the stage of life where there's a bit of age-related age related hearing loss or um, noise-induced hearing loss, that's um, the sort of symptoms that we see with them. So there's like symptoms that the person can feel and then there's signs that other people can see. So sometimes the person, um, or maybe I'll think about an uncle of mine who <laughs> <laughs> never got hearing aids, but anyway, <laughs> um, he was always like the loud talker. He would talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. And it was basically because if you're talking, you don't have to listen to the conversation. So that way you could still, he thought he was yeah. like fooling everyone so that <laughs> it's all good. But um, yeah, he really couldn't hear much. Um, and so sometimes it's over talking or someone becoming very quiet because maybe that person's not sure that they heard it right, what was said. And so don't want to, you know, say the wrong thing. Um and that's another thing is saying the wrong thing in reply to a question um, because maybe they misheard a word or something. Um, other ones are, I suppose, if you're hearing tinnitus, which is like a ringing or buzzing or whooshing sound in your ears, that's a sign to um, get into the GP and come see the audiology after um, just to check that what's going on with that. Um I suppose, yeah, like we sort of hinted at before, the TV not being at a level that everyone's happy with in the house is sometimes what some of the aunties drag their uncles in for. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's all so yeah, interesting. Yeah, there's quite a lot. Yeah. yeah. I think um, it's very similar to other 
illnesses and sicknesses, I guess, where it's just, you know, sons not acting themselves. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, just those little things that, yeah, people close to you would pick up on and be like, oh, that's not what you would usually do or this is a bit unlike you. Um, and it's but, just yeah. a good thing to get checked. Like we know our, our recommendation um, from the... Uh, sorry, our recommendation is to have little ones like checked every time that they come into the GP. Oh, wow. But at least once a year. And then um, when they're like over five up to 49 years of age, um, if you've got any concerns, have a hearing screen. And um, so that's, it's similar, um, similar tests, but not done by an audiologist, done by a hearing screener. And um, that's because we couldn't possibly see everybody who yeah. <laughs> thinks they might have a problem. Um, so, but if there was something that wasn't quite right with that particular screen, that's when that person would go in and see an audiologist thereafter. Uh, and then um, when you're over 50, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders uh, can see a mob called Hearing Australia and they get fully subsidised um, hearing services and if you end up needing hearing aids out of it and you're open to having hearing aids, um, you actually get the second to top hearing aids fully subsidised at wow. Hearing Australia. So that would, the hearing aids that would everyone else would have to pay sort of like 4000 5000 bucks for, but mob over 50 get them for free. Awesome, It's part yeah. of like, it's a federal government service that, you know, to, because sometimes people are, you know, might have their working life reduced because not hearing so well or, um, you know, different things like that. So Hearing Australia is the mob you go to. None of the other ones actually have the funding um, service, but you do uh, need to identify there. Oh, wow, and that's um, so important for mob to know as well. I think a lot wouldn't know that. So thank you so much for sharing that and putting that out there. Um, But lastly as well, how can mob access your service? Oh, super easy. So... um, the audiology services are at 20, I think, of the 22 um, member network network member services around southeast Queensland. And um, all that's needed is a referral. So um, pop in, see the GP, tell your concerns or, you know, what you'd like us to check up and then make an appointment to see us. If you're five and over... Um, we might ask you to do that hearing screen first just to check that, um, that if there is problems or or not. Um, yeah. But like, yeah, certainly like the little ones, like under fives would need to go come to directly to audiology because they're a little bit harder to assess. And um, 50s and over can go directly to Hearing Australia to get access that fully subsidised hearing service, whether hearing aids are needed or not in the end anyway. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time here on Deadly Choices Radio, Claire. Before you go, what is your deadly choice? Oh, what is it? Do some stretches. I went to the gym this morning (laughs) and I'm feeling a bit sore. (laughs) (laughs) Go home and stretch. Go home and stretch. (laughs) Nice. Stretch before you even leave the place, actually. Just another five minutes. Yeah. And drink lots of water. It's hot out there. Oh, yeah. it's. I've been um, in the aircon most of today, so I'm a bit <laughs> nervous to go outside today. <laughs> but no, thank you so much for your time and sharing your knowledge with us today and yarning um, about World Hearing Day. Yeah. Happy World Hearing Day. Catch you later. Thank you. I'll be back with Pedro Sonesiva after this song. 
Welcome back to Deadly Choices Radio. Um, let's get into the big talk for this week. The NRL season begins this Thursday. Um, what have you thought of the trial game so far? Yeah, thanks, Brooke. Thanks for having me on the show. It's um, been really exciting, actually. Uh, obviously, it's always hard when uh, the football season finishes and uh, you don't have much footy to watch, but <laughs> it has been great to have the pre-season competitions up and running. And it's, uh, yeah, it's given us a good insight into, I guess, some of the talent that's... Uh, in within uh, all the, the different NRL teams, um, you know, a lot of young players get their opportunity to shine in, that in, in the first couple of games. So, yes, yeah, so it's been pretty impressive. I think, um, you know, you can see some of the young stars coming through. I was really impressed with Penrith. Um, it just get, shows, you know, the amount of depth that they have within that, that Penrith uh, squad. Um, and then also, too, uh, similarly, um, you know, it was great to see, you know, the Broncos, Cowboys, um, North Queensland, 
um, you know, shine really well um, through uh, the start of the preseason, and also too, it's great to get a look at uh, our newest team, the Dolphins. Uh, so it's very exciting times uh, seeing the Dolphins coming into this year's NRL competition. Yeah, definitely. And it's really exciting for Deadly Choices too to have them on board as well for their first season. Mm. Um, That's but right, yeah. Yeah, like you said, I think the trial games are a great pre- preview for um, what we have in store. S, who do you think will be the dark horse of the season? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I, I guess... Uh, there's been a lot of talk around the Bulldogs, um, you know, with Phil Gould going over there, some really big signings. Uh, uh, so I, I think, um, you know, they're a team to really watch this year. Um, and I think maybe a team that's sort of flying under the radar might be the Sea Eagles. Uh, um, it's going to be uh, um, really interesting to sort of see how they bounce back and uh, with, the, with the new coach as well, um, Anthony Seabolt, who was a former Broncos coach. He's down there. So... Uh, that'd be a side that I reckon, um, yeah, could cause a few surprises. And also, too, who's impressed me uh, in the preseason trials has been the Titans, actually. Um, Kieran yeah. Fine's been a new signing for them from Manly. Uh, and uh, as a senior player, I thought he looked really strong uh, through the trials. So it'll be interesting to sort of see how uh, the Titans go uh, this year as well. Yeah, there's some great teams there, too. I think the Sea Eagles are very um, underrated team as well. They kind of get looked over. But it'll be awesome to That's catch it. them and the Bulldogs too. I think um, they've got some awesome signings, like you said. So there'll be a great season ahead for us, I think. Um, yeah. I guess my next question is, who are you most excited to um, watch this year? Well, yeah, I guess there's been a lot of talk around Reese Walsh coming back to the Broncos after his uh, time at the Warriors. So unfortunately, it looks like he missed the first round of uh, the, the, uh, the new season, but he'll be, be there again. So... He's a real excitement factor and a uh, real X factor for the Broncos. Um, you know, you saw a few glimpses of him in the trials and uh, no doubt uh, there's going to be a lot of excitement every time he touches the ball. So I'm really, um, really excited to sort of see what he can uh, he can produce this year for the Broncos. Yeah, definitely. He's definitely um, one of my favourite players to watch and it's tough him not playing in our first round. But yeah, it'll be great to have him back this year and get to watch him run around and I think that just adds to the Broncos as well, their whole back line too. I think it was Steve who was in last week, he was just talking about that team to have Adam Reynolds, Ezra Mam as well as the halves. It's just a really great team to go into 2023 with. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So I guess, you know, talking about the Broncos, uh, you know, they showed glimpses, you know, through the season around... Um, you know, finishing at the top of the ladder there around the halfway point and it just was the back end of the season where they fell away. So I think, you know, they'll be hurting from that and I think a lot of lessons learned. I think the inclusion of Walsh definitely helps uh, the Broncos' cause but uh, again, it'll all come down to that main man, Adam Reynolds, uh, to to really steer the ship around and, uh, you know, it'll be a big year for the Broncos. There's a lot to prove and hopefully they can uh, continue on uh, from last year, start well, and then being able to maintain that consistency throughout the season and put themselves in a good chance from the back end of the year. Yeah, definitely. And what do you think of the Dolphins? Um, you know, what do they bring to the game? Yeah, look, it's a really exciting uh, opportunity for them, and the fact that you know uh, you've got a club uh, like the Dolphins coming in, the newest club into the NRL. Um, you know, with the you know the guidance under the guidance of of, uh, of uh, Wayne Bennett, who. Uh, is that, you know, one of our, our game's most uh, successful coaches and, uh, you know, he's just shown throughout his coaching career that, you know, he can uh, 
he can, uh, you know, form a championship team no matter where he goes. So um, it's going to be, no doubt, uh, an interesting couple of uh, years for them uh, as they build uh, their uh, player base. But in saying that, I think, um, you know, that they'll, they'll definitely be um, in, in with a good showing. They've got plenty of good experience there, the Bromwich brothers, um, uh, you know, Capusi as well too. Um, some some really good senior players, uh, and then you know you you, you throw in the mix some, um, the, you know uh, Hamaso uh, Tabuafido, you know an excitement machine from the Cowboys, um, and uh, Sean O'Sullivan's a great little halfback too. So you know they've got some good players there. You know, it'll just be about um, you know being consistent. Uh, it starts very tough for them though. They're up against the, the mighty Roosters yeah. in game one. They're playing for the uh, Artie Beaton uh, Cup, I think it is, and. So there's a lot to play for, a lot of history there for Artie uh, with both clubs. So um, there's a lot to play for, no doubt. Uh, they'll want to put their best uh, foot forward, uh, you know, in their first game uh, to uh, start the uh, their uh, NRL uh, careers uh, as, a, as a brand new NRL entity. Yeah, exactly, and that's it. They take on the Dolph- uh, Dolphins, take on the Roosters at um, on Sunday at Suncorp Stadium. So that'll be a great first game. A lot of um, people, I think, yeah. will be getting to Suncorp to catch this game, not only for the Dolphins but to watch the Roosters as well because they've got some great signings um, too, and they'll have a very strong team to kick off the year. Um, but it was take yeah. on um, the Storm to kick off round one. Who are you picking to take out the first win? Oh yeah, that's a good one. Uh, look, I think um, you know the storm. It's a different looking storm. They're, they're, they're missing quite a number of their uh, the usual suspects. You know, the the, uh, the that experience of the Bromwich brothers, um, uh, Kapusi, um, you know, and, and then you look at uh, probably not having you know the likes of you know the Cameron Smiths and the Cooper Cronks and, and those players that have been there for so long. But you know now we're seeing this new generation of storm players coming through. The eels, um, you know, look look like um, you know they they'll pick up from where they left off. So I'm going with the eels in this one. Yeah, nice. I I think I'm with you there. I'm usually a storm girl, but I just think yeah, with the players that they've lost, eels are looking pretty strong, and they'll want to make a impact in the first round too. Broncos take That's on it. Panthers this Friday night. What would you be telling the team heading into this round one clash? Yeah, I guess it's all about starting well. You know, you want to announce yourself into the new season with a really good performance. So, um, you know, for the Broncos, it's a huge challenge going up against uh, last year's premiers, our dual premiership winners, the Panthers. Uh, you know, they've got some amazing combinations and, you know, with the likes of, uh, of Cleary leading LA, Nathan Cleary's been a fantastic uh, um, player for, for, for a number of years now and has uh, contributed so much to the success of the, uh, uh, of the Panthers. Uh, and his uh, combination there with Luai as well too. So that's going to be a partnership that the Broncos are going to have to keep an eye on. You know, they've got strike power right across the park. But in saying that, you know, for the Broncos, I think uh, this is their year. I think it's a, it's a year to really prove themselves after what happened last year, the disappointment of, of uh, dropping away towards the back end of the year. I think uh, that'll be a big inspiration to want to um, start really well for the season. So, um, hey, look, Panthers are out and out favourites in this one. Uh, to start the the season off at Suncorp Stadium, uh, sorry at uh, at Panthers in a, in, a, in front of a home crowd, but look, um, geez, I reckon tipping <laughs> the Broncos to, to maybe an upset. Yeah, I'll go <laughs> in, with you uh, there. Broncos for an upset. Oh, good on you, <laughs> we, got a, we got a whole strong, don't we? Yeah, we do. <laughs> We've got to go on with some faith into this um, first round, <laughs> but I, I'm feeling confident. I think um, Penrith as well after losing the world. World Club Challenge, I think, 
might be a bit of a confidence knock for them. Um, but I feel like, yeah. Yeah, look, it'll be interesting, yeah, to see how they bounce back from that one for us, no doubt. I mean, you know, everyone, the expectation was that uh, Penrith, uh, we, we're going to win that match uh, to, to yeah, be exactly. world, class as world champions. But the English team did really well and uh, they out-hustled the, the Panthers. So no doubt they'll be hurting about that. So, you know, watch out, uh, Broncos, because uh, this will be a, a side... Uh, uh, you know, wanting redemption, so it's um, it, it's going to be a big one for them. Um, game game one at uh, at Bluebird Stadium in Penrith. Yeah, it should be a good one. Can we have your top four pick for twenty twenty three? Oh, geez, book that's a good one. <laughs> um, yeah, look, I'm I'm probably leaning towards uh, you know probably the guy, the teams that were there last year. Um, you know, I think you know, look at their squads that haven't changed too much. So I'm thinking you know sides like the Roosters. Um, yeah. Also, to uh, you know, uh, the the Panthers obviously, um, and then the Eels, uh, and then I'm hoping um, our Broncos can can be one of those sides up there. It's either out of them or the Cowboys, because I think the Cowboys too are a team that um, have sort of gone under the radar most of this preseason. If, again, you look at the strength of the Cowboys squad. Um, there's some of the usual suspects there that have been you know standout performers for uh, the Cowboys. So. They're going to be really hard to beat too. So, yeah, I reckon out of those sides will sort of feature strongly towards uh, being in that top four. Yeah, definitely. I'm with you there. I think it's pretty interesting. A lot of um, our investors that have come in and I've asked them for the top four, they usually start off with the usual suspects, Roosters, Storm, (laughs) yep. But, um, yeah, I'm putting the Broncos in there too. I think um, we'll have a good year. Yeah, that's it. And over the weekend, I got to catch you on the TV as well. Do you want to tell um, the mob a bit about what you what you were playing in over the weekend? Yeah, so I was really fortunate. Myself and uh, and uh, a host of other former NRL players, we suited up for the Arthur Beckham Foundation Future Immortals uh, team. Uh, and uh, we took part in the Queensland Police uh, Memorial Game um, uh, for Matthew Arnold uh, and Rachel McCrae, um, the two young officers that were tragically uh, lost their lives in the line of duty uh, towards the back end of uh, last year. Uh, I got a phone call from the, um, Sergeant Paul Renault, um, who asked if I'd be interested in, in playing Memorial Match um, as a fundraiser for uh, the two officers and their families and, uh, um, you know, wanted to be a part of it most definitely. Um, it was a, a loss of life that I think um, really shocked a lot of uh, Queenslanders and Australians, really. Uh, we've never really seen um, an incident of that kind of nature happen before, but the fact that it happened in country Queensland really surprised everyone and shocked everyone, really. But, uh, yeah, feeling for those families. But, um, yeah, look, it was uh, it was a wonderful day and um, we had three games of footy with the, the QPS uh, uh, women's team um, and uh, our amazing ambassador, uh, Tracy Thompson, uh, featured in that, uh, that game. It was the uh, Dream Team versus the All-Stars and... Uh, yeah, she was amazing and, uh, you know, she has such a, a proud history of women's rugby league. She's been uh, a real stalwart of the game and it was just wonderful to see a legend um, of the women's game being out there with uh, with our tracker <laughs> being yeah. out there and it was wonderful to see um, a, deadly, a Deadly Choice Ambassador out there uh, uh, in the mix. So it was awesome. And then uh, we, we uh, played in the second game, our um, Arthur Beetson Foundation Future Models. We took on the, uh, the QPS Queensland Police uh, Legends side. Uh, and that was a great game. It was wonderful to see all these NRL boys get together uh, to represent Artie Beeson Foundation. And, um, you know, again, uh, I was joined there uh, with my fellow ambassadors, uh, Willie Tonga uh, and Bretton Bowen. 
uh, and also to uh, Tyron Roberts. Uh, he featured in the following game. Uh, he and uh, Matt Bowen, our, uh, our, the legend Matty Bowen, they played uh, in the QPS uh, uh, Dream Team and All-Stars match. So it was great to see those guys running out there. And uh, no doubt it was a huge thrill for the Queensland police officers who uh, were very close friends uh, of Matthew and Rachel that uh, played in that final match. Um, so, you know, it, it was a very emotional occasion, no doubt, for a lot of uh, the officers. But uh, the wonderful thing was the amount of community members that came out to support the match. And uh, um, after those matches, we had a live music concert as well too. So uh, Brad Butcher... Uh, Brad Cox, Sammy White, and then the amazing Busby Maru. They played after it. Oh, so awesome. It really was. It was an amazing day. And uh, as I said, uh, there was plenty of money raised. And uh, I know for the families of both Matthew and Rachel, they were extremely grateful for uh, for the event taking place. Yeah, definitely. A really touching cause. And what a great day of um, footy as well. And, you know, a great opportunity for these ambassadors to get out there and really, you know, do something positive as well. Will we see you take yeah, the field again? In 2023. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, I love it. It's, it's, it's always great to get out in the community. And that's a wonderful thing uh, about the Arthur Beatson Foundation Future Mortals. Um, so if you don't follow us, uh, jump onto Facebook um, and Instagram and uh, you'll see you can follow our page. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's wonderful that as former um, NRL players, we can be a part of some really positive community initiatives. The whole charter is about getting in the community, uh, playing a game of footy, um, doing some school visits, but also to raising some important funds for grassroots rugby league um, for for the boys and girls in those communities that we visit. So, um, yeah, again, it's a, it's an opportunity for us to give back to a game that's given us so much. And, um, yeah, it's just it's great. And uh, we actually had our first game up in Kaonyama late last year, so that was such an awesome experience to, to head up there and, uh, you know, to take a game of footy, play against their local legends up in Kaonyama. Um, and uh, the memories that our players took away was just amazing. So um, we're hoping to get to more communities throughout the year. Yeah, nice. And it's amazing work that you guys are doing um, in community. And that takes us to DC events as well. What are you most excited for this year? Yeah, well, actually, uh, it's actually this week. We've got the Baden uh, Golf Day, which is a wonderful fundraiser uh, for uh, Deadly Choices. And uh, the fact that Baden have come on board and... Uh, uh, as head sponsors, uh, they've got their golf day and then we've got a, a, a dinner as well later in the evening. So we've got a fair host of ambassadors heading out there. Uh, really looking forward to that. And um, and then also too, you know, we've got uh, uh, so many other events uh, coming up onto our calendar, which is uh, really exciting. So, yeah, looking forward to, I think we've got some elders games coming up. Um, there's, uh, there's there's a host of other events too. So you know, if you want to jump onto uh, our Deadly Choices Facebook or uh, Instagram pages um, or our website, you can uh, see all the awesome Deadly Choices events where all our ambassadors will be attending and uh, really looking forward to, uh, to being a part of those events. Yeah, awesome. Thank you so much, Pedro. Thank you so much for your time and everything you do in community. Finally, before you go, what is your Deadly Choice? Oh, thanks for that, Brooke. Yes, thanks for having me on. And uh, yeah, my Deadly Choice... I guess um, as a father of four, is just yeah, being active uh, and exercising with my kids. So whether it's just going out for a walk, uh, taking a walk, uh, the dog for a walk, uh, kicking the footy around, throwing throwing a softball, whatever it is, just being active with my kids, that's my deadly choice. Yeah, nice. Thank you so much, Pedro. We'll catch you next time. No, it's Brooke. Thanks for having me on the show. Cheers. We all know a situation that goes like this. We are eating healthy tucker, and regardless of how full our fridge or cupboard is, we get stuck for ideas on what to cook. 
champion weightlifter and Deadly Choices ambassador, Brendan Wakeling, shares this idea. If you're someone that feels like you are eating healthy, but you're just searching for some further ideas with some different recipes, you can always go to the Deadly Choices website to see more information or even go to our Facebook page where we do good quick tucker recipe videos. We have a bunch of walkthrough recipe videos up there with some of our other DC ambassadors. So if you want to mix it up with some different recipes, I would check that out for sure. Good quick tucker recipes can be cooked within 30 minutes, are budget friendly, healthy, and include fruit and vegetables. To give good quick tucker a try, Head online to deadlychoices.com.au. A message from the Institute for Urban Indigenous Health. Station sponsor. Thanks for listening to Deadly Choices Radio today, where we put the spotlight on our Binungs. To recap, World Hearing Day is this March 3rd. If you are over 50, it goes straight to Hearing Australia. Um, so just to remind you, Hearing Australia um, will help over 50s um, and they are very good to our mob. To see our audiologists, also book into your GP. If you want to learn more, you can head to the Deadly Choices Facebook or we- website. Don't forget Deadly Choices is all about eating healthy, exercising and checking in on our mob and leading healthy lifestyles for generations to come. I'm your host, Brooke Carson. Thanks for tuning in. I'll be back next week to put the spotlight on our Deadly Women for International Women's Day. Deadly Choices Radio. A show encouraging mob to make healthy choices from stop smoking, eating good food, exercising daily and getting a health check for themselves and their family. Featuring Deadly Choices Ambassadors, the Healthy Lifestyle Mob and many more. So tune in to Deadly Choices after 6pm each Wednesday and on demand on AAA Murray Country.